left welcome to the show long drives late nights and lobby calls this is a podcast mainly to do with the realities of the live music industry and some of the real stories from the people on stages to everyone else behind the scenes and today i'm joined with Eva o'connor what's up hello right yeah, yeah. so we're joined today probably with one of the badass people in the music industry there needs to be women within the music industry let's be honest it's full of white dudes and um Aoife was probably actually one of my introductory kind of um people into live sound specifically um and we've got a whole lot of funny stuff that i'm gonna probably be like Aoife do you remember this and hopefully <laughs> hopefully you remember because i don't i, I remember you saving out. the day you saved the day that gross <laughs> oh, oh i remember God. I always feel like as well when stuff happened years ago that I was shorter. So I feel like a really small version of me was like, <laughs> waddle- I don't know, do you know? I don't know why, but, yeah. but anyway. So, um, Aoife, yes. what have you been doing during lockdown? Well, during all the lockdowns, this is like all the trilogy. This is like hopefully the final of the trilogy. The first one was a novelty. So I just kind of, well, I enjoyed it, but also like there was a really sick tour that I was meant to go on. That got oh, cancelled. No. So there was a like lamenting feeling of as those dates came closer, you're like, oh, I would have been meeting on this tour today. Mm. Um, and then obviously the weather was nice, so you know, considerable drinking and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, cool kind of put my head in the sand a lot. I was like, it'll be fine. It'll all yeah. be fine. It'll mm. all come back. And I got to like <laughs> September and I was like, it's not coming back. So uh, I decided to get a normal job a normal job so i started working as a support worker with people with special needs and autism so i've been doing oh. that for the last three or four months so it's slightly different uh, that's crazy area I, of work i have i actually um i think maybe i can't remember what year it was but like maybe for like a couple of years maybe we're between the ages of me being like 19 and 21 I worked in a sector that was just before um, people were kind of, um, I can't think what the word is called, but like where we basically were trying to promote independent living towards oh, yeah, teenagers. Yeah, uh, yeah so we've got autistic. people we're with, they're like young adults, so they're like over yeah. 18, it's like 18 to 35, so that's who mm. we're with. Um, so yeah, been doing ha- that. Like hats off to you because I got the <laughs> crap kicked out of me and I just couldn't do it anymore. I just mentally broke and just had to quit. With the exception of a few staff members, most of the people that are there are like early to mid twenties mm. that have been doing it for a number of years. So I came in at like thirty three, being like, "Have you done this before?" No, <laughs> I've just <laughs> been doing rock shows for ten years yeah. and that's not happening right now. So, no, yeah, I can't yeah. do that. Well, that's probably, yeah. that's probably quite a good segue. So. um to explain to the people that do not know you already, the stupid people that don't know you already, so I'm just <laughs> insulting everyone who doesn't know you, um, pre-COVID and hopefully post-COVID, what's, uh, what was your main squeeze? Uh, mainly from a house touring sound engineer for kind of beginning and mid-level sort of size acts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some in-house work, but yeah. mainly it kind of it was initially started with in-house yeah. and it's just made more and more into touring. Um, and that was, yeah, so my main job involved traveling and crowds of people 
two things that you cannot do during a pandemic. Well, no, apparently you can travel if it's, um, you know, if you're influencing people from... Uh, oh, yes, 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 so. to Dubai, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or New Zealand. New Zealand's the only place that's got their shit together, apparently. Yeah, I'd love to go there and do like I know, a little... I've, got a few, I've got a few mates that are living there. Like you've seen their photos of like, they're going to festivals and going oh. to shows and life is normal. Oh, insanely, <laughs> insanely jealous. And it's not like they're, you know, a drive and a ferry away. It's uh other side it's of the pretty earth. Far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bit. Yeah. Literally, I think. So Aoife was Aoife was and still is and will be after this whole pandemic, the people that make the shows actually kind of go. You know, they make the shows sound good. And it's such a kind of punter-esque uh, term because there's loads of intricacies that go into it. Um, but essentially they make the show bang and that's why people love going to live music because yeah. of everything that goes with the feeling and the sounds and maybe not the crowds for me personally but some people love all that push and shove um, I know I like being <laughs> 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 I like yeah. being plugged on yeah, basically like... we're the people that people only notice that we're there when something goes wrong oh that feeling where something goes that's, wrong that's the only turns. time people will know that you exist is yeah there's nothing like having a couple hundred people just turn around and look at you and be like ah and you were mentioning earlier that you worked in-house in some places. So uh, yes. what places were they? Uh, they're all Brighton-based. Uh-huh. Um, Preach. The OG one, first ever, was Pavtow. Oh, lovely. That was my first ever one. And they actually, because I studied at BIM, and they emailed BIM looking for an in-house engineer. Uh, weren't too picky. I think I was just the first one that replied, so mm -hmm. I got the job. And then... I met the head engineer for Freebutt, who was doing a show there. Oh, yeah. And he um, saved me. So I did. That's where I met Zoe, was at Freebutt. Okay. And then, where was it after? And then Sticky Mics, The Haunt, which then became obviously then Chalk, The Hope. Mm -hmm. um, I think. I can't remember. Then, like the odd ship, but the main two were only really sticky mics in the hall. Yeah. Rest in peace, sticky mics. It's I know. Gone, but not forgotten. I did a little history thing the other day to see what the building used to be before it was sticky mics, before it was a pub. Oh, what was it? Very boring. It was a mineral water factory. Oh, right. <laughs> Back in like the 1800s. That's crazy. That's what I spent my day off doing. Do you think the toilets still smell the same at that point? or? Well, it was just the irony that it was always suffering with damp. So the <laughs> yeah. water factory was kind of handy. Yeah, it was pretty. It was a pretty damp basement. Um, yeah. So I met you during my times at Bim Brighton doing a live sound and tour management course, like a level mm -hmm. three. And you were covering Zoe, who you mentioned earlier. So Zoe was our kind of main live sound uh, engineering lecturer yeah. and is probably the person between you and her who actually got me to realise how the hell to to actually do live sound because there was only like maybe eight to 12 people in that course and a lot of people were just letting um a really good friend of both of ours called angus price just do it all because he'd already done it oh were before. you in his year yeah ah yeah i, re I remember like shadowing those classes being like ah yeah <laughs> we <all> just <laughs> let, let somebody angus else have it. a go yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah we just everyone was just like Angus, yeah, just could you just do that because we haven't got a clue what's going on. And I was wondering, I was like, everyone's literally lying to you. I don't have a clue what's going on, and they don't either. But they're just getting away with it, and they're all like, "Shut up!" And between you and um, Zoe, Zoe helped me a lot on analog, and you helped me a lot on uh, digital desks. And that's where, and that's where we kind of met. So I kind of want to 
bring you back to probably probably my first kind of like gig that I was working on. I it was 2015 or 16, Great Escape. Um, Great Escape is a festival in May, and it kind of it kind of absorbs a whole week of Brighton, and it, and it just basically turns over every venue or every space into a live music gig. Yeah. And um, what's your what's your personal personal thoughts of Great Escape <laughs> Festival, Aoife? Um, It's the one festival that I didn't miss during this lockdown. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. When I saw they got cancelled, I was like, Sweet. yeah. Um, oh, Great Escape. Because I've managed to see it from the different sides. Obviously, seen it doing in house, and then I think it was last year. Well, obviously not last year, but the year before. I didn't do any in-house. I just did band stuff. Oh, great. Um, and it's not as bad, but obviously it's spaces that aren't built for shows. Mm. No time for sound checks, loading in, loading out. It's a nightmare. It goes very quick when it starts, but it's just it's just a clusterfuck. Yeah, like, it really is. To finish. Um, I think I remember the first one I did was at PavTav. <laughs> and at that point, I lived out in Port Slade. And the show that I did finished at like some silly time, like one or two in the morning. And I'd have to be back in for 9am. And it was about a half an hour to like get home and get back. Mm. So I just slept at, there was like um, flats above the PavTav for staff. Oh, so you just stayed And there. I just stayed over to save <laughs> that hour. So I just stayed in PavTav for three days. <laughs> Oh my god! I think <laughs> which isn't much. I think that I think that's what Angus did as well. I remember Angus's first Great Escape. He was working at Pav Tav, and he just said, "I think he ended up just staying there most of the time or sleeping in his car." Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just easier. But I mean, it's good once it's over. But it's just <laughs> if you don't prepare yourself really, really well, like I've been doing it for years and years and years in house. Yeah, I have like a spreadsheet set up where I go through it with other house techs, and we all yeah. have the same system and we followed it. Yeah. And that was the only thing that like would make if anybody changed the patch list over the weekend. Yeah, it would. It just would just become a nightmare. Crumble. So it, it was crumble. like it was set up on day one. Mm. It was unpatched on the last day, and it was yeah. just left by everybody. Yeah. And obviously, when specs change, and you know, not being sent band specs. Oh. And obviously, whenever you don't get the band spec, it's always the band with like a million things. Yeah. That turn up, but I mean, it's it's good. <laughs> like you kind of get through and because you're all doing it together there's a camaraderie of like yeah between all the, the bar staff every yeah. everybody's in this shit show so everyone knows how it's going and god forbid you have to get an engineer last minute for any reason yes because it's just it's impossible yeah i think it definitely maybe maybe we'll have to do a great escape episode at some point when uh maybe during that time in may if we're still in lockdown but because i've i did a bit of stuff at the Hope and Ruin and it's the only time that I actually um, meditated before going in because I was so nervous and I just like it was just carnage but I'll have to save all that for another time because it was bad as but long yeah, as everything's prepared oh, label yeah. everything mm. have a plan in place yeah then it's kind of it's okay it's if you go in kind of going oh, I'll just work it out yeah <laughs> We, um, I was, I was uh, fresh-faced and fluffy-tailed. No, that's a fresh. Yeah, is that bushy-tailed? Bushy-tailed. Yeah, fluffy-tailed. Fluffy-tailed. <laughs> um, and um, 
I've finished doing a bit of volunteering at Brighton Electric with an artist called Kelvin Jones, who I then went on to work with for, well, I've been working with him ever since. Um, And I just spent two days of basically pushing boxes, standing in a room and trying to kind of figure out, am I doing the right thing or not? I had no idea because it's just like, just literally here as a pair of hands. Like, do I just put that? Okay, cool. Okay. And, um, And then I got an email from Zoe being like, Ethan needs some help down at Sticky Mike's. Um, does anyone want to go down? And my reply was like, oh my God, I can literally say like, yeah, I can go down, but I'm already at a gig. Like, oh, how interesting is that? I could be like, yeah, I could go down, but uh, I'm already actually at a gig. Because to have that kind of like, yeah, that kind of, um, you know, those stars on your kind of, on your chest already to be like, yeah, I'm already, I'm already at a gig. Cause like, yeah. Yeah, I'm studying. I'm kind like, of a big deal guys, but yeah, I'll, I'll try yeah, and yeah, agree with you. So like, like yeah, you, know, you just don't realize in that. I mean, I think <laughs> I realized cause I was a lot older than the rest of the people in that course. I kind of realized it's a bit like, hmm, cause everyone was just very young and they just were there because it was a college course. Also so, it just sounds really fun on paper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it does sound really fun. And then you kind of trying to explain like signal flow or something to a 16 year old that just wants to go and skate and drink on like alcohol in a skate park or something. You're like, Oh, <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I get this kind of, I get this email come through. I'm like, yeah, of course. Like I'll be there at like seven or something. I can't remember what time. Um, so I've had like a really successful couple of days with Kelvin. Like they're like, yeah, we've got a tour coming up. We might need you. So I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yes. And then I'm like, I feel really confident. Like, yeah, cool. I just, I did that. I can just, I can do anything. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. So, and that's at Brighton Electric. So the walk from there to Sticky Mike's is like maybe like 40 minutes, maybe half yeah. an hour or so. It's a bit of a hefty walk. And I've turned up, <laughs> I've gone to Sticky Mike's. And for everyone listening that has never been, it's closed down now, unfortunately. Um, but Sticky Mike's was a kind of alternative venue, would you say? Yeah. Mainly alternative. And it was, had an upstairs bar, uh, ground level, and then you walk down into a basement and there'd be like a 200 capacity room. Yeah, like 200 cat, really low ceilings. Oh, very low ceiling yeah. with a bar and a very and some toilets and it's very dingy and dark it there was i remember the first thing i noticed when i got there was obviously i felt i felt like 14 walking in there and and i was like 21 i felt felt very young walking in there and then also it was more because i think i was so fresh-faced i'd never been out in brighton really because no one else no, i moved here with with no one so i had no one to go out with and um, <laughs> well there was my there was a friend of mine that jack martin lived here but um, he was doing film and stuff, and I couldn't like we would we would go. For, well, I did have someone, don't worry, Jack Martin. Was here. <laughs> okay. But um, but we were kind of following the BIM, kind of where everyone else was going to try and help me fit me in type mm-hmm. of thing. We just realised we didn't really like anyone. Um, so also <laughs> so the live sound course at BIM, you were always very separate to the musicians. Yeah, I literally got told by the way at a Freshers event. They were like, "What course you on?" And I said, "Oh, I'm on live sound." And they went, "Oh, no, I only talk to people on degrees." And I was like, right, okay, mate, sweet. You're great. <laughs> Can't yeah, wait for, you're definitely uh, somebody I want to be friends with. Yeah, yeah. I was like, right, see you later. Um, and when you walk down to the venue at Sticky Mike's, there's two doors. There's one door that kind of ends up going to the backstage-ish area that goes straight on stage. And then you've got uh, the main doors that go in. So I've actually taken like the wrong door and I'm like, just met with cases and carnage and damp. And I'm like, I have no idea kind of grab you for like hey you're right and it was me and another girl on my course called Ange and we kind of just turned up at a similarish time or maybe she was there before me no she was she was there before me because I was like fuck you got there before me I was supposed (laughs) to be here first um and it's just met with carnage and 
the only thing I can really remember from oh, from God, that I night. Don't what I was like. <laughs> no, you were great, by the way. You were okay. fine. You were actually, you were, you, know, of course, you were actually fine because, like, I, I would tell you. Um, no, but it was, it was, you were fine because I, I can only remember a few pivotal moments, and then I kind of want to ask you what you remember of that day. <laughs> but there was one time. <laughs> no, there's two, two really pivotal moments. <laughs> there's one I'm moment right now. That's such a bad memory. You're <laughs> blur into one horrible nightmare. It's on time that like there's a piece of equipment called a di box which is a, a box that's used to kind of convert maybe uh it's oh hang on oh my god i can't explain what a di box is you're basically converting um a signal into a balanced signal aren't you yeah line signal into a balance yeah and it's made they're mainly used on like keyboards and electronic equipment and all that kind of stuff and acoustic yeah, guitars acoustic. sometimes and all that yeah um oh my god imagine that you would you would cane me you would cane me in in, in bim um and <laughs> me and me and Ange have run to the stage because you've gone something's gone wrong with their di box and at the at the, the, the point of view from the front of house to the stage is very very hard and we're we're all like under five seven <laughs> let's be honest we're all yeah. in the like we can't see shit we've got a little stool so we can see above people oh yeah that's right <laughs> and you're like something's gone wrong with the di box the acoustic guitar di box so i'm like all right cool and me and Ange go tearing over like bashing people out of the way like get out of the way i work here and um and we can't figure out what to do and you're talking to us through the monitors and you're just going the, the, the di box you have to press the and i think it was like a fa like a phase or something to do with uh 48 like oh, some power been, or something you might want to be with them oh, there's a switch that i physically have them turn on mm. or there's also the ground lift yeah fucking... and, I, and i can't i for the love of i for the love of me cannot remember what was going on but what was the funniest thing was these two musicians stood there looking at us being like can you hear it and we're going no because <laughs> you can't either <laughs> and you're talking to us rage being like it's the di box and you're being so patient so unbelievably patient we're like running over time um run over time the first thing you said to me as i walked through the door was um it's the great escape so you have to stay on time the the, the rule of great yeah. escape is you stay on time and i was like okay cool sweet i'm just gonna just do everything it'll be fine um and then you got to a point where you just came over and you just all of a sudden just pressed the button you're like sweet there we go i mean and just looked at each other thinking oh my god uh, yeah it was likely probably just a power switch on it and i guess it's annoying thing with the di boxes a lot of the time is they'll obviously light up when they're getting phantom. Mm. And from where I'm stood, I can see there's no light. Yeah. I'm probably sat there being like, there's such beside that light. Because you were literally saying to us, because I remember now, I can just remember it, you were like, literally press the press the, the ground lift or, or the power or something yeah. like that. And I'm there going, oh, okay. So I'm just there going, bip, 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 like pressing everything on it. And obviously it's just going, up, dip, 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 pads on and all. like it's like popping. Like, and there's like 200 people in this room just staring at me and I'm just looking at them like, I have no idea what's going on. Hire me. The, the, last, the last pivotal moment of that night that I can remember was... Um, but yeah, so I think if the band have brought their own desk and, and you've gone, look, they do pizza upstairs, they're well nice. Do you want one? And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. And you've sent me an Ange upstairs to be like, hey, you're right, we're working downstairs um, at like Aoife sent us. Can we get some, some? can we just get like a, a veggie pizza or whatever? Yeah. And then get you one as well. And um, we've got we've gone up and we've like, I've start, start, like tried saying that to the guy and the guy's gone, okay, cool. And he's put the order in and he's come back with a card machine. I thought, oh, okay, like then I need to like claim it or something like that. And um, so, and I was like, no, I think she said that it's like free. 
or like a staff discount and, she, and he's like yeah i put discount on we couldn't hear each other and i was like mm. very nervous so i was like oh okay so i just paid for it and she walked off and then i shouldn't say anything because i was just like so embarrassed so i was like oh, i just won't say anything the food will come and it'll be fine and then like the guy had come down to give you the food or something and you were like oh yeah sweet did you like did you and you there was something that happened where you realized that the guy had basically one because he was a kind of a little bit rude he was a little bit rude and he kind of been a bit rude yeah he's done something and you and so like the whole time you're like you're as we're like reminiscing about this you're thinking oh god was i how was i was i like because I'm, I'm a bit blunt I, people might think i was being a bit horrible but that was when i saw you be like now nah, fuck this and you just charged upstairs verbally beat the shit out of this guy and then i was sat there eating this pizza just thinking oh amazing <laughs> i got it for free because because that was it because then you kept, we upset, went upstairs had to go and grab my card guys come back down the car machine like sorry mate just didn't realize and i was like oh okay it's, it's fine and i was like that's what that's what angry is like if you don't want to fuck with me i have Eva. no memory of doing <laughs> no it was good though it wasn't like it wasn't like you just went over and like chinned him and put him through a window but yeah you were yeah. like you just you fucking told him where it was Little piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's bad. I'm likely still friends with that person today. So. Yeah, probably. I mean, we all fuck yeah. up, but you know, don't um, don't fuck with people's food. <laughs> <laughs> not during Great Escape. Yeah. Not, not when somebody's working for free over Great Escape, and the one nice part of their day is a pizza. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that is uh, that is the great. That's how. Well, it wasn't how we met. You you were teaching me at BIM, but that was the first experience of real life Efa. Yeah, it's very different too. Well, because in BIM, Aoife has to be very careful about what she says and how she says it. (laughs) But also as well, it's real life and like, I don't know, I think think it's better to be yourself. It's the funny thing, yeah. The amount of times I've seen, uh, definitely not you guys, but other students that have come from BIM and they're like so confident Mm -hmm. in the classroom setup. And then you see them in a real world scenario. Yeah. You can't like in a kind of controlled environment you can control it quite nicely but uh checking into your real world all you need is for something to go wrong and it's how you deal with something going wrong is the test this kind of uh you know are you segueing segue because as bad as it is you know i think above all like I, I, I see you and I, and I assume uh, you view yourself as like insanely successful at what you do. Like it, and it, it's, it's true. It is true. So, but I love hearing stories where shit goes wrong because I find this stuff real. I find it oh. like I've, I, there's a, I'm going to say it for another episode, but there's a time that I just forgot and I just pressed mute all once during midway for a gig. Oh, that is my and fear. I, and I just like, I just hit it because I thought I hit another layer on it and I just hit mute all and I was like, oh shit. But it took me five seconds for me to be like, what button did I hit? And I find uh, that stuff real funny because somehow I still have a job. So still hire me. Um, but this is a good segue into, this isn't any detriment to Aoife's ability because she is insane. Oh no, there's been plenty. Um, but we all, we all cock up. But Aoife, um, uh, has, there any been any, has there been a moment on tour when something has gone seriously wrong? Oh, so many. I'm actually trying to <laughs> narrow them down. Um, I had a good one. It wasn't so much on a Senate year. It was when I was TMing for uh, smugglers. So we were doing a festival in like the back arts of the Czech Republic. And we'd done two. So we'd done one really big one and we'd done a smaller one. And it was the same promoter doing both. Nice. 
And so you feel one out of them we were driving to, so we didn't, like, we were bringing our own back, it was fine. Mm-hmm. And then the other one we were flying into, the smaller one we were flying into, so they had to provide backline. Yeah. And so when I started talking to this promoter about it, it was, he tried to talk about both shows on the same email thread. Oh. Which I was like, this is going to, like, nah. get messy. It's not going to work. It's so confusing. Yeah. So I created two separate ones. He kept sort of talking about the different shows. Yeah. And, the, and then luckily, it was coming up to the, the bigger one was the first one. And he was talking about that we provided us. I was like, we don't need that client for this show. Yeah, because we like, should. No, no, you said, you said. And he's like, no, no, no. He looked back on the separate email threads. This is the one. And he had messed them up. Oh, no. So we were like, and he's like, well, we can't get back on for that show. I was like, that was the agreement when you booked the band for this show. It was always a fly in. Yeah. We all, so it was kind of a thing goes with like the booking agent and stuff. Yeah. Um, but also, so we flew in and our flight had been delayed by like two hours. Yeah. But it was fine because we had like a massive buffer. It was only flight into this place. Okay. Uh, but we had a massive buffer time before our show. We were meant to go on at like 11 p.m. Oh. We were getting in at like seven. So I was like, Oh, loads of time. Like, us getting in, yeah. Like, so we ended up, something like we got, we meant to get at six and we got in at like eight or half eight. Nice. But still. But he had on the contract, because he'd done the same contract for both shows, had forgot to change the stage time. Oh. So what was on our contract and what he scheduled, he told people that we were on at 9 p.m. <laughs> when we were actually going to be on 11 p.m. Um, and then told the crowd that we were going on late, like, because of us, like, we were delaying the showtime. Oh, and no. would never admit that. It was like this whole thing where... And sorry to sorry to interject, but Richie, uh, the main dude at CC Smugglers, he needs a long time to prepare. He does a lot of like yoga. Oh yeah, and, and like we're tired, we're rushed, we're stressed. <laughs> they haven't eaten. Like, and the guy was adamant we had to go on as fast as possible. Um, no. I was like, well, no, we're due for eleven, and we kind of paint a meeting ground. We're like, look, we'll try our best for ten. Yeah, okay. And also, then we get on stage, and there's obviously a classic way stuff's patched in, you know, kick, uh, kick, snare, snare. Yeah. No, it was, I can't, I can't, it was something like, you know, it'd be my kick drum, then a guitar, then like nothing oh, no. on the, it, nothing made sense. Nothing was labeled. Like I kind of got to the sound desk. I was like, it's just all over the place. Oh no. So <laughs> I, was, I think while the guys are going to have dinner, I just went to the desk and I was like, right, just unpatch. Everything. everything yeah like we're the last band playing kind of similar to what i said with what we would do at great escape so yeah of course we'll patch everything we'll start from scratch because my That's muscle no. memory is not gonna like no it being next to the guitar is not gonna work in my brain literally yeah and but maybe we got to the show it was fine everybody was happy that so was good um there's definitely another ones a lot of them happened at festivals festivals are but hard, no time for mm. there's no time for error uh, like the best one is silent sound check. So oh. festivals, especially like main stages or the bigger ones, you can't make any noise in the PA at all. So it's all yeah. done in your headphones. What I usually try and do is I like to see if they'll let me put like the kick, like two hits of the kick drum, just and the, the vocal PA. through for like a second, a second, just so I can hear what the PA is like. Yeah. And um, but they can also turn if they know. So I was there with. Sorry, to, sorry to interject. Yeah. I remember I haven't done many silent sound checks, you know, and I've, oh, I did so them. Horrible. I hate them. And like, yeah, so I feel very inexperienced with silent sound checks, but they're they're basically so like as the as everyone's waiting for the the 
you know, the actor come on, everyone stood there and it's kind of just gets rid of the, because I, I don't know. It it's seems like, it's, it's, it should seem more professional and fluid. Yeah. So you shouldn't be hearing this. It's like you're hearing a sound check or a line check. Yeah. And they don't want that. It looks better to be like, oh, they just sound sick. They, they literally, they just, they came here and they did it. And, yeah. and it works. And I remember yeah. doing it once too. And we were opening. And like, I remember being like, oh, well, yeah, we like sound check when we're opening. But I was like, whatever. <laughs> Gates are open. So. Yeah. And I remember, I remember everything was cool on my headphones. Everything was fine. And I think I did, I think I did a similar thing where I was like, I just want to hear the vocals because that's all I'm bothered about everything else. I can just yeah. push through the track. So I'm just like, everything else be fine. I can push it through track. It's fine. And then, yeah, just somehow the track just wasn't coming through the left and right. And everything was just like. Oh, rooting. Oh, it's just. But it was my fault. Well, it wasn't my fault because I got the guy to check the file and I sent it over and he was like, yeah, your file's fine. Oh, you're all your kind of intricacies of what's going on here with the playback is fine. It sounds great. It's going to come through. And then obviously when it didn't come through, I looked at him and he was like, oh, what have I done? And I'm thinking, well, it's fine. What have we done? Let's figure it out. But on everyone on stage didn't realize because they were, they were on in ears and they yeah, were the like, monitors are fine, yeah. they were going mental. They were like, yeah, come on. But it's so, I'm so, so embarrassed for them to be like, let's go. And then it just been like echo, echo, but like there's, no, and there's just like a, Ugh. like a snare kick and there's nothing else going on. And it was the most embarrassing thing in the world. And then I went on stage and I was like, so how was that first song? They were like, yeah, really great. And I was like, oh, they didn't know. <laughs> I told them anyway, cause I can't, I can't, I can't. Do I mean, that, it's but. not going to take long for them to work out. Um, <laughs> no, but I had it where, where were we? Oh, we were in Cork. So we, I was with this band called Koala. Mm-hmm. And we were doing like a series of like three festivals with George Ezra. So it, w- it was like not really a festival. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like, he, it's like he's doing a show in Cork, Dublin. Right. Okay. Fucking Belfast. Yeah, but Silent so Sunset can't make any noise. They're there. like, they're festivals, like stage sort of setups. Mm. Um, and I'm not allowed to make any noise in the public <laughs> one at all. But I have a oh, show file God. that I've used with these guys for years or like okay. every year. So I had fine tuned. It was good. Yeah. Um, but I need to kind of hear the Just PA. to make sure. <laughs> yeah. And I couldn't. And I wasn't allowed. And so I go, I said to our drummer, I was like, look, as soon as you get on stage, because he's usually like, when, as soon as you get in the drum kit, just hit the kick drum for me twice. Yeah. And I like, I had like one of the mics down quite low. <clears throat> Completely misgaged strength of the subs. And it was just boom. <laughs> and like, all these like so there's all like teenage kids that just see them all just like that. Yeah, yeah, their wigs uh, come off, yeah. Like Yeah, <laughs> so there's lots of like so it's always been I always start a bit more cautious at the very beginning. Yeah. I'd rather have it a bit too quiet and crank it up quick than like Did it be too loud and have to shit themselves? Reduce that. <laughs> yeah. Loads of people uh <laughs> Yeah. shit themselves at this but I've had that yeah I've had it for quite a few different festivals and um, you just there's nothing like the feeling where they start and you're like ah oh, mm. it's good yes yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, kind of, you, look at, you look at everyone else being like did you see that mm. I did that that was me <laughs> yeah like well, I had it at um, oh we did Reading and Leeds and we were opening the main stage mm-hmm and obviously there they've got like an A and B desk. Right. And because we were first on, I assume we're going to be on desk A. Yeah. Because logic would be like, you yeah, start a, with B, a. a. B. Um, But he put me on the B desk. Right. Were they both um, the same model and make and everything? Or? Oh yeah, everything's the same. So it's just so that you can have the band, because obviously it's such a big festival, they have mm. the next thing you're getting ready. 
and I had loaded my file and I'm kind of like just doing some tiny tweaks. Like I'm not, I'm not hearing anything yet. Still a silent yeah. sound check. And I'd done it really early. Uh, guy was almost making fun of me being, because there were some, the guys were kind of nervous backstage mm. uh, for the show. So I was like, you know yeah. what? I'm just going to go to front house, just get away from this tension. Oh, it's so I was there really far in advance and the guys were sort of like almost looking at me like, oh, look at this nervous engineer being here so early. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just started having cigarettes, had some coffee. Yeah, you should have just probably chinned them, mate, like you did that guy in Sticky Mics. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, and then they go to start line checking, and I can hear it because obviously you can hear the kick from being hit. And, I'm like, mm. and the guy's yammering away to his mate, ignoring me. And I was like, sorry, um, I should be seeing stuff coming in right now because usually as soon as this, the lines go in, you can see this pop. Yeah, little sparks and stuff. Yeah, I see none of it. And he's like, oh, you know, they've probably just not started yet. He's probably just shooting. I was like, no, like they're they're no, going through the mic. Right like yeah. yeah, definitely. I could hear it through the talkback. Uh, the shout mic. And in reality, he'd loaded my file an hour beforehand onto the wrong board. Uh... And he only noticed it. And we were rolling on and we had like 15 minutes to do this line check. All silently. So it's <sighs> fine to like, take your key out, put it in this desk. Blah, blah, blah. Oh my god! But it was fine. We, we got it done. It right. Oh my god! But that moment though, like I have insane anxiety before that first because I know most bands I play with have all, play I play with most bands I'm mixing have all got clicks. So for me, the first thing I always see is the click go dum 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 mm-hmm. on the desk, and I'm like, and then I take a deep breath, and then when the tracks start, I'm like, oh okay, thank. And then the vocals, oh oh, thank God, it's not all gone to crap. So in that yeah. moment in time, I think I would have melted. I'm not gonna lie. It's that silly thing that when you kind of when I initially you see nothing. And I know logically, I'm like, I'm clearly on the wrong board. Like, obviously. <laughs> but there is a little bit of you of like, am I being an idiot? Like, am I missing something really obvious? And you don't want to go, hey. And they're like, like so like you with the DI thing, mm. when I was like, it's this simple thing. So it's a good like 10 seconds of being like, no, no, no. Yeah. And I think I might have glanced through the desk and I was like, you're like, yeah, that desk looks that like, looks like my. I know, yeah, I think I like, <laughs> looks like I looked at, over there. I looked at that desk, but I think it was powered down. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's a bit of, and then finally we realized that like, you're not a complete idiot. It's all good. Oh, man. I've definitely had it moments of being an idiot. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've done the DI thing classically loads of times. Yeah. Like not sending phantom something or not having the DI on. There's always something just. Just, there's always something that's going to go I've done. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've all been there. We've all been there. Um, I'm going to maybe try and wrap us up. I feel like there's so much more that we could have got into there because um, I feel like I haven't given you enough uh, justice to go over, especially your timeline of how you got into what you did. Um, and when I say did, I mean do, because we are just currently taking a little hi- hiatus, COVID yes, hiatus. A little break. A little brick. We've talked a lot about where stuff goes wrong, but actually, yeah, I feel like I haven't given you enough justice here because you are insane at what you do. But what's um, your favourite moment of your career so far? A band, band again, Koala, that I was with, they were on support tour with this act called Dodi. And I'm originally from Ireland. So no was, way! No way! This is a really local Vicar Street, which is like a mid-level size. And doing, they had two dates there, one of which was Paddy's Day. That was pretty oh, sick. Doing sick. My first time doing, so you always have like these venues that you have to tick off. Yeah. So like a lot of British acts and stuff, like Wembley Arena, mm-hmm. we were one of theirs. Um, which we did, which was really cool, but it's nah, it's not. Yeah. I didn't go there as a kid, so I don't really care. It's not Ireland. No, I didn't care. I didn't care as much. So like, yeah, doing Baker Street was always the one. And then December just gone. 
I was with an actor called Leela Vargan who was supporting this Irish actor called Dermot Kennedy and he oh, did yeah. two nights at Dublin Arena, which I used to always call The Point. So Is it ending my last... Yeah, three? but it's The Point. It's yeah. The Point. Oh, okay, it's The Point. Sorry, yeah. um, so that was the last tour I did was then. Wow. So, um, so that was December like 22nd, 23rd. So two nights at Dublin Arena. So just before Christmas. Oh, amazing. Ending the tour after like six weeks. Yeah. Been back home for Christmas and just been like, my sisters were there. And then at the Vicar Street one. So it's a bit like my parents come and they're like, oh, this this is is like a real job. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, Because for years and years and years, it's seen me do really small ditty venues. Yeah, yeah. But doing like Vicar Street and doing the point, you're like, oh, it's like a real job yeah. and then the, the world went to shit and it all stopped yeah and then they're like you know that job that i thought you had yeah, Tough yeah. COVID fucked, yeah. Uh, you're over 30 now do you think you'd get like a real job yeah yeah you're like fucking real job i can't <laughs> fuck a, I have a fucking real yeah. job that's insane but you so you must you must know johnny coot yes yeah of course oh, that must, that must be nice to have uh someone that you already knew on the headliners yeah um, and then also by. um the son of house guy i've met before i don't really know how i know him mm-hmm I think he's just come through the haunt and stuff. There's a lot of engineers that I know and I don't know how I know them. Yeah. Like it's just they've come through like the haunt a few times and you kind of become friends, but only in those places. But it must have been amazing to be looked after in that sense because, I mean, Dermot isn't, is not a, it's not like he's been around for 20 years, but, you know, he's kind of shot to success and nice yeah. to kind of go on those. I think he's been massive in Ireland for quite a while. Yeah. And now the rest of the world has seen. I didn't really have an idea who he was other than like my sister's telling me. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big deal. You're like, really? Yeah. (laughs) Come to Brian. No, I'm joking. (laughs) All right, cool. Well, we should wrap up, but I'd like to finish with a sharing is caring. So this is is just something that I wanted to include just so uh, people listening can also watching, hopefully. Um, that they can have something that kind of just jigs them on to maybe investigate a little bit further or just to kind of share something that's going on. We're all in a bit of a weird time at the moment, so I think it's good to normalise that. It's all a bit crap, but um, stuff will get better at some point if we follow the rules and regulations, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. But um, Aoife, what is yeah. your sharing is caring? So I don't want just anything. Yeah, so it could be anything. This is the so one what? I really was meant to prep and I just really couldn't think of. Well, I'll go first. I think my sharing, and caring, sharing is caring at the moment has been the, there's a YouTube channel called Switch Up. So I, mm. I've got a Nintendo Switch and I, I just, I'm not even that into gaming at the moment. Like I don't really spend a lot of time gaming. I kind of dabble here and there. Um, but there's a YouTube channel called Switch Up and they've created their own Discord. So they've basically created their own kind of group chats where people who are fans of the YouTube channel can go and then talk about games and just kind of, and it's this weird, like a really nice, weird little sense of community. And the two people that do the narrating and create the content on this channel, they've got the calmest voice in the world. And it's like, I'm not, most of the time, they're just doing videos about stuff that I'm not really, I'm never really watching the videos because of what the game they're reviewing. Sometimes I do, but most of the time it's just to hear them talking. So I feel like we're going into a weird kind of fandom at the moment where people are getting more excited. You go to sleep listening to their, yeah. yeah. I've got, I've got a sweeper, I've got a Spotify thing of that. There's some guy, it's called Sleepy, and some guy just telling stories, but his voice is so mm. just, it. Well, I mean, he does it on purpose because it makes you fall asleep but in a good way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> in a good what's way. What's my sharing is caring? Oh, there's a really sick movie that I've been telling everyone about. Oh, yeah, what's count? that? 
Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called Coherence. Coherence, okay. So it's on Prime Video. Okay. It's really hard to describe without like doing spoilers. So it was done on a really low budget. It was like 50 grand or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a group of friends that go for a dinner and there's like a comet passing overhead and then some weird stuff happens and there's like alternate realities. Oh. So like the same house, but like different, like it's them, but in different like realities. And then it ends up being, you've got to work out like, you know, is that person from my reality or from a different reality? Oh, oh it's so good. Like, you know, when you watch a movie where you have to keep pausing it, you're like, yeah. wait a minute. This, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. It's so good. I've been telling everybody about it just so I can talk. Yeah. What, how long is it? Because my beef with films at the moment is that no film is 90 minutes long. They've all got to be like, like I watched a film called Greenland with Jared Butler the other day. The other day. I thought I, I enjoyed it. It gave me it gave me an Anna insane anxiety throughout the whole time thing. But it was two hours long, so I was like, oh, two hours long. It was really good, and then just like there's a point, you know how it's gonna go. It's like a yeah. storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got the guy from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <gasps> the guy Xander. Uh... In the movie, he's probably he, like his job is he's an actor, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh yeah, I was on this really famous show, Roswell. No way. Which initially we're like, oh, I thought he was from, was he on that? And he isn't. And it's a whole twist on like in an alternate reality. Yeah. Like, you know, it's really good. Uh, it is an hour sure. and a half long. One oh, hour okay. and 29 minutes. Oh, perfect. Love that sweet <laughs> spot. Love that sweet spot. Shame about, I don't know if you've listened um, or heard anything to do with the recent allegations with Josh Whedon, though, the creator of Buffy. I don't know if you're a Buffy or Angel fan. No, my sisters were massive. Big yeah, fans there's that uh, allegations are starting to come out that he was uh, a bit of a twat and it's a shame because <sighs> I really liked Buffy oh, why, men, why have men got to just be a dick and I'm literally sat here like I'm a well I guess that's the thing isn't it but they're not they're, they're more they haven't just suddenly become dicks then being dicks have been found out yeah it's good that people are, that one person comes forward and it means that a lot of other people can have that strength yeah. to come forward and talk about it because it's, like, it's, it's, it's forever taint whatever you are connected to yeah absolutely absolutely and it needs to change in that, every sector yeah, it's the only sharing is caring thing I could think of no it's sick no it's great no I, I literally am going to tell Anna about that later and see if we can have an effect brain capacity to be able to yeah, try yeah you have prime video we can watch it for free yeah yeah we do that, that's where we watched Greenland and yeah. Uh, there was something else on Prime as well. I can't think. It's a, it's a film about a drummer who's deaf. Or oh, no, he's not deaf. He's like. Uh, um, I think oh, I keep seeing. It's the guy out of Four Lions. I can't remember his name. But yeah, I, I think. I think I keep Prime. seeing it come up. Yeah, I think I want to watch that because that looks like it's on Prime and it's like a music. Yeah, it looks like a music film that's not going to be like Whiplash that like everyone's going to suck. That's what I was about. thinking at first, but that's I haven't watched that yet. I don't know if I can be bothered to watch it. I don't know if it's any good. Um, it's all right. The it's way like, you look, said M means nah. Yeah, uh, like I enjoyed. it. I thought it was all right, but loads of people are like um, you could tell he's not a real drummer. And I'm like, just enjoy the fucking film. <laughs> all right, just enjoy the film. Jack Sparrow's not a real pirate, you know. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> I only thinking that because that's what we're currently watching. We're trying to get through all the Pirates of the Caribbean. Have you not watched all of them before? No, I think we've we've got one more to watch. Okay, I think I was a bit naff. I think I can see why I only watched the first three. Yeah, I've only watched the first three, and then I haven't watched any of the other ones. They don't exist. Yeah, it's all right. 
I think we knew going into it that they're not as good. So. Sick. Sick. Okay. Sweet. Let's wrap up there. Thank you very much for joining me, Aoife. And um, we'll have to get you on again soon. I'm hoping that, like, as much as this might seem quite brief and whatnot but yeah this isn't going to be the first and last time that we'll do this i need to kind of go into more stuff there's way more stuff that i can dig yeah. out of you some touring stories and uh and then just as if, if there's any times that we need to i need to jump on and be like right let's get you from the podcast can i just talk about this or something like that <laughs> then i'm going to bring you back so what not... to do when you have to pay for pizza <laughs> <laughs> literally literally just gets going and fucking verbally guy. <laughs> yeah thank you ever so much for joining me um <laughs> If people want to find you, Aoife, where would they go? Um, you have an Instagram, I think. Which I is, do, uh, pretty... yeah. I never post anything on it. That's bullshit. You've got some fire on here. Yeah, but I think like the recent... you're on about? Yeah, uh, it's Miss Noise Boy. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've... When was the last time I posted anything? I'm, I'm nothing. Rock shows. Chris. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, rock shows and and chris <laughs> yeah i can't wait to get chris on because i am i say unfortunately because i think he's like oh okay cool but i'm like a massive all better fan so um, um <laughs> i, let him know. I think he knows cause i'm always like oh, there was one year would you whenever was doing their spotify wrapped where like oh, it yeah. goes through mine was just all all better and i was like no i just didn't realize i listened to you guys that much <laughs> like and that was a year my, that i was active my last one mm-hmm. the one for 2020 my most played <laughs> so my most played song was i think there was a koala track which was like one of their new ones mm-hmm. and because i had to learn it mm-hmm. and then the second most played one was the postman pat theme song <laughs> from the work that i'm now doing there's a lot of like the wiggles and postman pat being played oh so, and do you have to do any that. um you can probably see Ticket to Ride by Koala because I can learn it. Oh my god! And you've got it on download as well. Uh, do you have to do? Um, oh, who's the guy who does all the Mackerton stuff? Mister. Oh, oh um, what's his name? Mister Balamori. Uh, I know the guy you're talking about. Mister Tumble. Mister Tumble. Yeah. I've oh quite man! But only like there's only one DVD of it that I've seen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've I think I've watched um, Joseph and Technicolor Dreamcoat about i think i've watched it about hundreds of times that and album of the chipmunks i've watched that hundreds of times just on repeat um and i've seen this finding nemo that's not too lot, bad but only like the first like 20 minutes and then we yeah because then tension span they're on to something else yeah also i didn't realize in that photo i was also currently playing noddy <laughs> when i took that screenshot <laughs> so and i think all the other songs were like calming autism calming like century music yeah so koala still ended up right at the top so but given that i only started doing that job in october and that was my 2020 wrapped that that reflects yeah (laughs) a couple (laughs) of months to be like boom right yeah crazy okay thank you very much Aoife and thank you everyone for listening don't forget to like share subscribe I hate saying it but you've got to do it because otherwise some <laughs> apparently people don't do it so yeah you can find me at Lewis Left um, you can find you can find Aoife at, at Miss Noise Boy or Aoife O'Connor if you want to check out her journey you can find someone story. <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah I remember actually first time Zoe was like um, this is how you sp- say Aoife because Aoife is spelled A-O-I-F-E. It is. Yes. Which, what's the worst what's the worst time 
not the worst time. What's the worst pronunciation of your name you've ever heard? Um, I've gotten like a wiffy and oiffy. Yeah. It depends. It depends if it's the way it's like, if I say my name, lots of yeah. people say ether and ether. Yeah. Um, but then the spelling, I get like all kinds of variations that I just kind of go with. Yeah. And yeah, the spelling of it is always the one. It's always spelled wrong. Yeah. But you know, when it's like, I had it with Mr. Sam Covney, mm-hmm. who you know, mm-hmm. he, I think his autocorrect on his emails had my name spelled wrong. And at this point, I'm his boss. <laughs> and he replied to all my emails spelling my name wrong. And I would just eat, reply to him saying nothing else but like a little asterisk spelling my name correctly and then just send that to him. Being like, if you want to address me correctly, then I'll reply to your email, <laughs> mate. That's essentially it, all right? <laughs> Usually I tell people now it's like saying FIFA without the first F. Mm. Yeah. I, I, was, I think it was EE-FA. That's how I yeah. think. Um, so I've tried that for ages and people mm. still weren't getting it. So FIFA without the first F seems to be the way that... <laughs> there like was like football. some kid from... Yeah, there was some kid from Bin years ago who... I don't play FIFA. I play Pro Evo. So can I call you Evo? Like, <laughs> kind of like to beat the whole point. Of it. I was like, yeah, it's kind of close enough to my name, so fuck it, go for it. Sure, <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm going to, uh, yeah, thank you very much for joining us, everyone. I'll see you very soon. Long drives, late nights, and lobby calls. This podcast has it all. With Lewis Left.